All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Dave, it was a rough weekend for a lot of people. Yeah. Namely. Yeah. Yeah. There were some low fantasy scores. Namely, those who run their clubs with dirty money. Sea okay. City, Newcastle, and Forest. Okay, wow, okay. Those who have referee in their job titles. Okay. That's, okay. Yep, not a good weekend for any of them. And most of those who played their FPL wildcards. Oh. Yeah, rough, rough week. Probably had a really great people. team on paper ahead of the weekend, only to find out that you made only wrong decisions in every possible selection. Yep. Also, having a rough week, uh, weekend was me, just because that's how it goes this year. But there's hope, Brian, as we start this new episode. Yes. For three different reasons. Okay. First, I'll get to explain to you gentlemen later in our show how I'm better at scoring than Che Adams. <laughs> okay. I love Second, that. That's okay. <laughs> Second, at least I'm not Wilfried Ndidi. Ooh, uh, yes, I can okay. understand that one. Yep. And third, Dave, because I've finally done it. You did what? I finally hit the wild card button. When oh, we last wow. recorded, nice. When we last recorded, we were four matches into game week five, and now we've had the final six matches of game week five, and then this past weekend's game week six. We're here to discuss primarily six, with maybe a few mentions back to what is un undiscussed from game week five but all of it with an eye forward to this coming weekend when game week seven will take place. I'm not, I'm not going to say that we're going to help you get ready for your game week seven lineup because I'm not capable of helping anyone get ready for the game week seven lineup, but we're going to do the best we can to make this as interesting as possible. Brian, take it away, man. There's plenty to talk about. And as we review possibly game week five, a lot of game week six looking ahead to game week seven. Well done. All right, we will start with the main event of the weekend. Okay. Manchester United followed up a squeaker past Leicester in the midweek by defeating Arsenal three goals to one. Gentlemen, Dave, yeah. Arsenal fan, what are yeah, your thoughts? Man, so I want to be mad, but um, you know what's cool, Scott, is being six games into the season – Losing a game and still being top. That's true. It's going to be one of those seasons <laughs> so, where a lot of teams are going to drop points. Look, man, basis. Arsenal took United's best game, right? I mean, United was brutal against Brentford. Their worst, their low point. Ten Hag, you know, makes them run 8.5 kilometers, runs it with them, almost dies. They sign Anthony, and then he benches Maguire and Ronaldo ever since the Brentford game. Yeah. And so it's been Funchester United as Brian – Credit, yeah. credit to FPL the article, and they're not even, and they're not even. That's Anthony Martialis, Funchester United. I, I, I Anthony Martialis trying to figure out how he's going to get back into the team. Yeah, for sure. So, 
you know, this is the Rashford that I was touting preseason. If Ronaldo wasn't playing, the Rashford that I wanted. Mm-hmm. If Martial was playing, and and you know, all of a sudden, it's a credit to Ten Hag. He's done, I think, a, a heck of a managerial job. Management did an ununited like thing. Went out and got Anthony, who looks like Scott, the pantomime. If I'm using that word properly, villain. I mean, he looks, he looks like um, someone. Well, what did I say, Brian? Someone from The Purge. Yeah. Like he looks like somebody yeah. who is is willing to eat puppies and like yeah he like, looks like no no I'm serious like he doesn't smile bro he like he looks is like a villain who's his yeah his pri- who's primary vehicle, I don't know if there's his, his vehicles on motorcycles if he wears a little bit of eyeliner or something but he <laughs> looks just a little like on the evil sketch side but like credit to him he played really good in the first game in the in league and here's the thing this is what I was talking to my brother Matt about today. The difference, Scott, between Liverpool and City over the last five years has been City isn't scared to lose a game. I'm not saying Liverpool has been scared, but Liverpool inherently City just historically hasn't drawn under Pep. That's that's yeah. my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they either I'm not saying Liverpool doesn't go for wins because I feel like they're always going for wins, but for whatever reason, over the last five years they've accumulated a ton more draws. Yeah, and Pep either has losses or wins. Yeah, he loses or he wins. This felt like Arteta was like, "This we're gonna do what we're gonna do." And if we get beat, we get beat. And they got smoked on the counter three times. I was going to say. And, I, and, 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 but, but, the, but the difference is, I think he underestimated when Erickson and Bruno got the ball back right in front of the United defense. They were instantly looking up because of our, Arsenal's high line at through balls. And Erickson and Bruno are ridiculous football players. Give them one or two seconds on the ball with a look up field and give them a chance to hit a through ball. And you're playing into their hand, and I think there was an underestimating there with the strength of United with Erickson and Bruno playing right in front of the defense. So, like, credit to United. They play great. I hated to see it. I, I wanted to see more. I hated that the we were talking about this pre-pod, that the early goal, the Saka scored, was ruled off because of uh, Odegaard's foul. No, Martinelli scored it. It was yeah, Martinelli. Martinelli. That's right. Martinelli scored. Thank that you, Martin. Saka got, got the other. Yeah, extremely yeah. Saka got the other goal. So Martinelli got that goal on a, on a great uh, breakaway and, and finished well. So that was a little disappointing, and I get it. I'm not going to cry a river about that. It probably was a foul. I just hated that that it you know Tierney's looking at it gives the play well, on. Well, VAR has to intervene. I mean, Donald Trump once famously said that he could shoot a man on Fifth Avenue and not get in trouble for it. I think that Paul Tierney. Probably, I, I, you know, if someone got shot on the pitch, I don't think he'd call a foul for it. He might let it play out. So, <laughs> Scott, you brought up that like, you felt the game was pretty physical. I think it probably was. And uh, is just, there a doubt? Is there a probably? It was. I don't know who United got United came to beat up Gabriel Jesus. They'd said, you know what? We are going to come in and we are going bit. to be physical. And they did. It who, did he, who did he kick out at? Jesus kicked out at somebody uh, there toward the end. I didn't he, they, that. they were frustrating him pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, because his physical style in this league is frustrating forwards and attacking midfield. It's it's well, a it's very frustrating pitch to play. I don't think it's anything that. And maybe, there's only and there's only two forwards that that doesn't bother, and they're both ma- primarily made of meat. <laughs> One of Erling Holland and Alexander Mitrovic. Mitrovic, yes. I love that. Did you even mean to do that? Uh, that there's, a, there's a third I might do. Okay. Either way. Uh, so, anyway, so yeah, bottom line, r- wrapping this little rant up, like, 
I mean, look, this brings into play. We can roll right into United. We all know how – this doesn't change anything about Arsenal players, I don't think, for me, does not So, So two things. Okay. One, I thought – I mean, don't you think – I just still feel like you were a bit unlucky here. For sure. And, I, and I'm not like, saying – like, I know that that was a talking point post-match, the Robbies and, and uh, you know, and uh, what's-her-face. Rebecca Lowe, we're talking about that, just trying to, you know, just – Arteta did his thing again, where you know he you know, essentially saying, "I feel like we were the better team," and the, and kind of everyone in studio saying, eh, "I don't know if that's true." I don't true. know if they were the better team. If it minim- I think they were the more do- they were more dominant on the ball. I, I was going to say, I just think showed that. But I mean, we all know that you don't have to win the possession to win the game, right? And Manchester United scored. You know, you talk about probabilities. I mean, they really had kind of like an xG of one. And scored three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, you, you're just not counting on some of those. They required, like, perfection, and they yeah. got it. And Rashford's looking like the guy again. Lots of people selling Jesus, Dave. Yeah, I know. He's so nothing dropped. changes for Arsenal. What are you advising Jesus managers to, to do here? Uh, do you really blame them if no. they're going to Mitrovic or Tony or up to say Darwin or you know if they're moving sure. on from Jesus, are you really like do you is this a fault of the man? I don't fault anyone, but I would say this: it's still at that price, you're not finding a better bargain. In other words, like is like yes, the last three weeks he's gone one six one. Okay, Scott, your wild card. Do you have him in there? I don't. Okay. Okay. Which is you know, but but for I get who? It. Uh, yeah. Well, is I mean, it is I'm it necessarily one said, a, a one for one exchange? Like I'm thinking, Jesus out for him, and I'm getting by doing that. No. I'm, okay. No, I um. So you know, being aggressive with my first half wild card has traditionally been my strategy, and for whatever reason, I didn't do that this season, and okay. I have 100 percent regret for it. And so now I have to do things a little bit different in the hopes that I can catch up. And so you know, I'm the guy who said, "You're the forward, whatever, mm-hmm. no way." Uh, but, you know, it it is. It has been. Uh, I yeah. was dead wrong on that. Uh, dead wrong to a degree that I question whether or not I should ever give advice about FPL ever again. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I Just putting the names out there, just looking through just not just scorers, but options at forward, I... I don't know if I was if I was wild carding right now. I'm not sure how I would choose, especially we can talk a little bit more about it as we get into this. Some of the schedules that are upcoming here for some of these people, even for even for players or teams that are not looking all that great, I don't know how you wouldn't be tempted by I don't know eight forwards that mm-hmm. are that are playable options right now, reshuffling. Like, I've said this for a while, but I have one problem in my team right now, and it is having Cameron Archer as a third forward. It's the easiest, easily, easily the worst spot of my team, and I'm including uh, uh, Lester's backup, Iverson, in that. Mm-hmm. He, like, it's worse. Archer is worse than Iverson, and it's because it's, it's like you said, it's because yeah, it's, it's the year of the forward. Forwards are just there's there is a playable third forward out there. Histor- last couple of years have not been kind to forwards. It's been hard to find three to play, and I think that's what influenced my thinking coming into this year. So kudos to the pundits who saw this coming. I did not think that the points, you know, the point structure just doesn't lend itself to forwards unless they're scoring, and we haven't had scoring forwards in the last couple of years. This year we do well. The weird thing is that it's flipped entirely. You know, it was like 
so many big at the back teams to start the season. And now the back is like the least attractive part of the team. I'm trying to you, think you of you a way. Easily, I was going to say it's five playable midfielders is also very much in play right now because of the the low price options. There's the low, mid, low to if, mid price correct. options yep. that are all scoring. Three, five, three, five, two or three, four, three with a fifth midfielder in your first bench yeah. spot. There's no reason to have more than three playable defenders. It doesn't seem at this point. So as I sit here, I've reworked my front three so that it is Holland, Kane and Tony. Nice. Wow. Um, that's solid. Hey, real quick. Lots of people that are selling Jesus though. I would just like to say, you know, the price has dropped on him, which I, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised, although, you know, I wish I wish there was some, like, veil or lid lifted off of the... On uh, why the, it dropped this time and not pricing. the other time. Yes, exactly. Uh, per Squawka, uh, the stat that they gave this week, uh, Gabriel Jesus has more touches in the opposition box than any other player in the top five European leagues. <laughs> not just in the Premier League. He is... Three more touches in the opposition box than Killian, Killian Mbappe has for PSG right now. Uh-huh. He they and those guys are both pretty far ahead. I mean, decently far ahead of Salah, who's third in the in the category. And he this match, I mean, look, he created five chances. Like he's a big chance created. I mean, he's still ex- like extremely creative, and he still is getting the shots and the touches near the goal. I, it's not crazy to sell, I don't think. You could easily make the case to sell, but I don't know. Keep. I mean, I'm I, not, w- I want to keep him. I'm I totally understand why anyone would get rid of him. For sure. I'm not going to fault anyone. I'm not selling him. Just quick, wrapping up on Rashford. Uh, his last four games. Is he, is he in your wild card? 10, 3, 6, 18. Yes. Right? Okay. He's 10, in 10 3, 6, and 18. Yeah, he's been awesome. So... I was on him to be to start the year, and then I got off yeah. of him when I found out Ronaldo was starting. You sold him. Oh, well, you had him in I, your like yeah 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 but, but, yeah. But so before the year started, he was he was one of the first guys in my team. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? He's not the same with Ronaldo in there, and now Ronaldo's staying, and so I got off the Rashford thing, and now like I got Rodrigo, who's out with an injury, and. Rashford seems like the easy move. Though, oh yeah, right. I mean, six sure. five. I have the money. I can easily go there. And this is United. Wait, you didn't sell Rodrigo ahead of this game week? No, I did not. Okay. And so his values is six three. He for me, he's worth a six two. So, um, you know, I I don't think I ever gained a tenth on him. If I okay. did, if I did, Brian, I've, I'm I'm rolling in the cash. I don't even care. Uh, but I think that's the easy move. Honestly, I'll probably actually do that. On honestly, on the pod, it seems like a no. I, I was surprised. I'm surprised you didn't do it already while while we were sitting here talking. Well, uh, I'm doing it right now. Uh, when uh, Rashford was substituted at the end of the match, it did look like well, it, it looked like a, it a little, did, like a little the concern was it might be injury. There is no like f- premier injuries for Ben Dinnery's website. Does he does, does not, not anything include? On. Uh, Marcus Rashford, uh, the the reports that were out there were that it was fatigue related, not injury related. So it's just I'm sure just them being cautious. Well, make transfers. It is yeah, done. Confirm. I, I probably already missed the price rise 
on him, but it, at this point, it is what it is. It's so. been one price rise. I don't know if that if, if if the other one happened tonight. I don't. I didn't see it. But. All right. So this is interesting, Scott. I, mean, I am interested about you. All right, all right. Let's wrap up Arsenal United. Then I want to get back to Scott's wild quarter, or we can get to it organically. But Dave, what about what about anybody that's got Ramsdale or any? So I sold Ram- defender. I sold Ramsdale two weeks ago. Okay. Mainly because I did a, go- a goalkeeper overhaul and I went with Sanchez and Pope, which was fun because I benched Pope this week <laughs> and started Sanchez against Leicester. <laughs> now, I uh-huh. had Saha. Saha was playing Pope. Uh-huh. Saha's in my team. So I, I, and then, but Sanchez was playing the hapless Leicester. Mm-hmm. Who scored within a few minutes. You should have benched Zaha. <laughs> In both of your faces. Um, yes, you're right. I'm pretty so sure it's in your face. I'm just telling you right now. It's if more, there's one more thing, or less only in your face. If there's one thing I've <laughs> I been can, I can really tell you, good. I can tell you one face it's not in. It's, <laughs> it's the Nick Pope fan club leader sitting this, across this from This is a fact. So, yeah. yes, I, uh, I could have 12 more points, uh, 11 more points in my team if mm. I would have started Nick Pope. But, Brian, pre-match, who would you have started? Sanchez or Pope? Well, Pre-match, I wouldn't have owned Sanchez, so I would have only my my That's love. That's not an took, option. If you uh, have no, Sanchez I, and Pope, who do you were start? Were they both at home? Brighton was playing at home, or were they playing? Brighton were they playing at, at King Power? Nope. Brighton was at home. It was home. Home that to is, Leicester. To me, that feels like a yeah. coin. Flip. I would have. I would have gone Sanchez. I think we all would have gone Sanchez. I feel like Sanchez was the move there. Yeah, for sure. So. I'm not saying that Newcastle Palace wasn't predictable, but I mean, no one. No, wants to those play are Palace. we. Those are two informed teams. It's Leicester old, is lo, is like in the bottom of the mojo. Tape. Hey, you know something awesome about the? I mean, New. I mean, you see it in the that Nick Pope. I mean, Pope hero ball this week. Nine saves for him. There was what was the final shot total? It was like twenty three to nineteen. It wasn't. It wasn't it like was, Palace wasn't was like, trying. That's what I'm saying. It was like all out. Yeah, new it's 20, a zero zero, zero, zero shot fest. Zero zero with twenty three shots for Newcastle and nineteen, 19 for, shots Palace. for Crystal Palace. And Palace had nine on target and six I, on target for Newcastle. I believe the stat that I saw out there somewhere. I wish I had it right in front of me. I just know it from memory. Is that uh, despite conceding that many shots, I don't think Newcastle conceded one big chance in the game, which is perfect. That's what you want every week for your goalkeeper is savable shots mm-hmm. and a lot of them, which gets <laughs> you what Pope got, which was nine saves, a clean sheet, three bonus points, yeah. and tw- a 12-point fantasy in, total. For in you. fairness, so this is the first time we get to mention this, and it's being mentioned everywhere, but in fairness to these clubs, there was a goal in this match. Oh, yes, for sure. It was just disallowed. It seemed like there was a lot of those this weekend. VAR disallowed the goal. Was it legit? The end, no. first of all, the end of the end of the Arsenal. Oh no! This thing, is the, the Lee Mason. This is the Lee so Mason. The end where of he grew up. brought the, the referee over to the monitor and changed his mind on the call. The end of the Arsenal point is: if you have Ramsdale or the Arsenal okay, defenders, yes, yes, yes. do you want to keep any of them? Yeah, no, I'm keeping Saliba. Okay, you're keeping Saliba. Are, is the fixture coming? The upcoming fixtures are still the the next two weeks at least until the international break. Home Everton at Brentford. You're still fine with the Arsenal defense. Would you hold Ramsdale if you still have Ramsdale, knowing that you for the get next those two. two weeks for sure? Yes. Okay. And then if you have an option, like even against uh, even the, against the home, Brentford, yeah, Tony doesn't scare you. With screw, the, screw Brentford. 
Okay. All right. Screw I just, Brentford. All right. I think this is going to be a little extra motivated team. I think Arsenal, after getting kind of smacked around a little bit by United, I think they're going to the next two games are going to look good for them. So we'll see. Actually, we'll see this week in Europa. Although it's going to be a probably a pretty good substitute team. There's a lot of guys who haven't gotten playing time that will probably play that Europa match. So Zinchenko was back in this week. Substituted he was. early. I want to speak on this. United, absolutely, it seemed like, in my opinion, from watching the match, they were targeting Zinchenko's side because they know he likes to get out of position, similar to sometimes where Robertson does, and he gets up the field too far along with Trent. But sometimes if you if you – if you can counter back at that quickly and hit them hard, it seemed like they were going at that side, Zinchenko's side, because he does come up the pitch more. So that was – I wonder if that's something that other teams might not try to exploit as well. But, look, United had, like, the best offensive players that Arsenal seen all season up to this point with Sancho, Anthony, and Rashford all mm. across the top. I mean, it's wicked fast guys everywhere that are excellent ball players. So Okay. Yeah, no, I, I just want to make sure because I feel like that is like it seems like that's the trendiest thing for anybody to do right now is to get rid of their arsenal people, maybe except Martinelli. I just I feel like it's uh, premature, especially with Everton at home for sure. coming up. Um, Scott, back into VAR in Newcastle, Crystal yeah. Palace. Um, yes, Dave, the answer to the question is not only did uh, Newcastle score a goal, okay, but it was the one of the goals that the PGMLL had to come back and say we were wrong. Yeah, we they the the foul. Which is, this is rare. It was given a foul. Joe Willock, I think, given for yep. a foul on Guaida. Uh, replay Mitchell. clearly showed that yeah. Tyrick Mitchell pushed Joe Willock into Guaida, which is what caused the foul. And Otherwise, it's an that? own the goal. The on-pitch referee got it right. And Lee Mason got in it VAR wrong. booth, who's now been suspended from VAR duty. Yeah, it's kind of sad since Lee Mason's already retired from on-pitch referee duty, so VAR was it for him. He was an all-time VAR referee. Is it sad, though? Uh, no, it's not. It sounds not. like there's a reason why he wasn't on-pitch anymore. Yeah, seriously. Uh, this is just one of many calls that we're going to have to get to that you know are, are in the news because it was a bad weekend for referees. I just want I, I want to say it this way. I'm going to try to focus on the future and, and, and find a sliver of optimism here. Because even though this is same old story, different verse, as far as Premier League referees are concerned, going back the last couple of years, I would like to believe, I would like to give a chance to Howard Webb. Howard Webb took over for Mike Riley as the head of referees for the Premier League. I would like to believe that this is, you know, Lee Mason already being removed from VAR this coming weekend maybe is a sign that Howard Webb is going to be the Eric Ten Hag of Premier League referees. Okay. Meaning, if for whatever reason, when a new manager comes into a big club, it seems like he feels like he has to find a way to succeed with the big players. He's, he's got a flex. And Eric Ten Hag decided, no, I'm going to do what needs to happen to win right now. I like that you're kind of becoming a United fan here. I'm not. I, absolutely not. <laughs> But I do admire ETH for doing what few will do, even though it's what is obvious to guys like us on a regular basis, and it just never gets done. It's 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 good leadership that ETH is doing. I don't want to give it Kim credit either, but he's got to have credit. He he absolutely does because he's he was willing to do what no one else would do, and he is finding success. And I'd like to believe that Howard Webb is going to do the same thing. Okay. All right. Uh, By the way, Ronaldo is still at United. So that'll be fun to watch. Because no one else would take. It. <laughs> I think they had a really a heart to heart United higher ups with I, with Ronaldo and like 
listen, boss, uh, no one wants you. So, uh, do you think somebody got in? Do you think they convinced him, like, no, it's actually better if you come on for 20 minutes at the end and really, like, look dom- like you've done something? Dominate. Glisten. Man, uh, by the just end. Hey, out there and do, do hey, your thing for the he, last 20 minutes. He, that's, like, way better than playing the whole game. He came on and was, hey, that's what he did. He was actually pressing. You have you have way more energy. <laughs> You're more virile. Virile. All right. Is there anything else from Newcastle and Palace since we've already? I don't touched think into nothing, that? nothing's uh, going to no, change your that, mind in this game. Kieran Trippier. That was my one move no, this he, week. Was this past so week? You was brought to him sell in. Perisic course, out. Trippier in. Everything Brian did this week was perfect. Kieran Trippier. Six chances created. One big chance. He's tied. De Bruyne for most uh, chances created this week. Sh- sh- he sh- finishes with two bonus points in the yeah. match. Trippier was it's, but if you had Pope and Trippier, I can tell you, you firsthand have... it was worth oh. twenty total points. Oh, is that what it would be worth? <laughs> Trippier is the second highest fantasy defensive player yep. at the moment. Um, I want to talk about Isak because again, Who? this Newcastle striker, Newcastle oh, yeah. Newcastle striker. Isak with an yeah. I. Yeah, Isak's Fables. Are you sure that's, that's how what, we say that's that? What, somebody needs to change their name right now. Isak Fables? Isak's Fables. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> Look, amazing. The, the, uh, yet again, uh, he was denied by Guaida one, on a 1v1. Otherwise, he's in again for a goal. S- took three shots, played 89 minutes. For a guy who's just basically come into the league a couple minutes ago, I'm not kidding. I just I can't. Every highlight reel that you can find of him, that's how he looks right now in yeah. the games he's played in the, in Brian, the Premier League. did you see his breakaway where he should have scored? Yes. Oh, it's so, unbelievable. Yeah, he should have scored. So he did it. Like, he did score against Liverpool. Could have scored. Well, he did score another one against Liverpool. And it's right. like this. And, and it was right. It was, it was a right. knee. I don't know. It was a knee hair. Listen, guys, it, it allowed for a very wonderfully dramatic moment at the end of that match. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying there is nothing about this match that would put me off of either team. Yes, Newcastle. Right, yes, Brian. very much deserved the win. Wild I just card think, question, Brian. Yes. Tony or Isak? Third forward. If Isak. it's me, it's me Isak. playing, yeah. it's Isak. Yeah. If it's, it's more fun, Scott. Way more fun. It's super fun. Well, and, and, and remember my, my disclaimer at the start of the season. I've got to make up ground. I've got to do things others aren't doing yet. Here's right? what, and the other, Isak's the guy. Everyone sure. is saying the same thing. Like, There's well, a Callum, lot of people Callum that Wilson, Tony, Scott. Uh, what are they saying? Callum, I think Callum Wilson is like post-international break. He's still a red Brian, triangle. Stop. I, I'm stop. Just, I don't want to hear about Callum Wilson. I am saying. I don't want to hear about Mr. Three games in a row he played, and then he's out for six, and then three games. You're, they you're, got Isak's fables. You are hard. So I, all I want to see is Isak. You are hardly ever going to see Callum Wilson without the word talisman after it. Oh and he, it, when gosh. he's out there, he's excellent. And that's the problem. When he's out there. Hey, is it worth, I'm is, just is saying, it worth the minus four this week for Trippier and Perisic? Newcastle for, have away to West Ham, home to Bournemouth, at Fulham, home to Brentford. I could wait You a are week. not if going I'm to. If I'm bench. You're not going to get four. I don't think there's. You know there are other teams that have four really good match matches and you know out of their next four. That's about as good as it gets. Ryan. West Ham is playing spirited football for yeah, sure. They They're at West Ham, yeah. but it's they a got, way they to got West Ham. Screwed by VAR as well for sure. We'll get to that in a second. I just I, Ryan, what, what I'm saying I, is I, I just think I just think those are I I think those are 
I think Newcastle is really good to go to because you're going to feel good about them at least three of the next four weeks. Brian, would you do a double Newcastle move? Because I can now. <laughs> Why are you asking? I love because it. Because I'm love because because you're the resident <laughs> Newcastle guy. Well, I also because it. I'm not good this year and you are. So I I, I need your Midas touch here. So uh, Isak to t- or Tony to Isak gives me just enough tents. I could also do Saliba to Trippier. Um. Oh, man. Trippier's ceiling is higher if he's healthy. Because he's on set pieces, he's on corners, he's going to be around bonus points more. The the tough thing with... And he's so, crossing it to Isak. So Brentford, their next five... I mean, if you count Chelsea in Week 12, if you think, if, depending on how you see that, Brentford really do have a good run of matches in front of them. Scott, oh, I'm, listen, I'm just saying if you're, yeah, pl- yeah, yeah. if you're playing the fixtures, which everybody ha- has to, you're away to Southampton. Brentford's away to Southampton this week. You love that. You're not, they're not getting a result at Southampton. Of course they are. No, they're not. Mark it down. Southampton wins that game this week. Then they play yeah. Arsenal at home. You do pick the home. Southampton wins well. So Brentford, ha- <laughs> like you just said, screw Brentford. They're playing. They get yeah, your they're guys. Not, they're, not, they're not beating Arsenal. Is Tony, they might, they is might, Tony scoring against may, your guys? Maybe. Maybe. But but. Uh, yeah, Arsenal's going to stomp their faces. You'll What you'll like about having Tony is after the international break, seeing a way to Bournemouth. So, Agreed. So you'll like him. When you come out of the international break, you're going to see Tony probably going up a, you know, two tenths. Who knows? Just I think a way to Bournemouth is going to, barring injury, is going to look amazing. Then they have to play at Newcastle. That's not good. No, you it know has, what? It has been proven this entire calendar year. That's not good. No one wants to play Newcastle. Then they're at home against Brighton. Still a green matchup, which is Brighton. ridiculous because who wants to play? No, Brighton, Palace, and Newcastle are mid-table teams that That's are like saying. on fire. New, for for Tony owners, 10, 11, 12 is home Brighton, home Chelsea. I mean, at Newcastle, home Brighton, home Chelsea. Those aren't great, and I don't care what color Brighton is on here; they're not green. I'll tell you that. No, they're not. So three weeks. You know, for three weeks at Southampton, home Arsenal at Bournemouth, I feel like you're good. I think it's that week Brian, ten. Brian, you're not answering my question. I need help. Okay. Would you also do the Saliba to Trippier move? I would. I would rather have Trippier than Saliba. I agree. I'm telling you, the ceiling's higher. I'm gonna. I should sell Perisic because what? He's not reliable. That's I, why you sold him. Why did he, you sell him? I sold him because I was pretty sure he was not going to, after he played uh, ahead of the, because he played as much as he did ahead of the Champions League, knowing that he would probably start the Champions, Champions League, League okay. which is exactly what happened. Ryan Sessegnon, by the way, coming in and absolutely crushing it, as he always does, because he's really good. I know. And he's the, I feel like he's the biggest, one of the biggest losers this year. I feel really, that stinks for him, because mm. he's actually good, and he's getting, he's going to get, Knocked out of the starting lineup as much as possible by Perisic as much as Conte chooses to play him. It stinks. The answer to the question is I would rather have Trippier than Saliba. All right, very good. Uh, Anything else from Newcastle and Palace, Brian? That really is it. Okay, very good. Let's talk about Manchester City. Give me Wolf Zaha. Uh, Zaha is in my lineup right now. Wild card lineup. Great idea. Um, Even though they're playing Manchester United. Oh, he's scoring. You're fine. Guaranteed to score this week. Okay. Man, Guaranteed love, man, to score I, this he's week. Just, he is just such a... He, he, lo- so he wakes up 
if he sees a top six team, guaranteed he's scoring against the top six team. He or, or the traditional ticks, whatever however you want to call it. Like he loves when he sees. I was gonna say you better be he thinking is like about Brighton when you say top underdog. six team. Uh, yeah, whatever. Right. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's weird to me. The only other thing about Crystal Palace, and I did not mean to do this for you, is just that Elise is kind of floating in and out of starting. I'm not sure what I have not looked into it. I'm only thinking of it as we're sitting here right now. I hate that he's kind of floating in and out of the starting lineup. Eze is the one who is, I would say, more indispensable. And Eze is excellent. I wish they could find a way. I wish the three of them were starting together, but I, there might be some strategy into bringing Elise on late with, you know, maybe that's the change of forward. Maybe it's when they change Edward to to Mateta. That's not the same guy, is it? Edward is not Mateta. Correct. Not. Finkel is, is not, not Einhorn. Finkel is not Einhorn. Okay, I just want to make sure. So, but yes, what I'm saying is, I I want those, I want them all to play together, but they're just not all the time. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's it. All right. Very good. Uh, let's then move on to Manchester City. Uh, when we last recorded, Holland had single-digit goals. Now he has double-digit goals after mm-hmm. a hat trick against Nottingham Forest. And then he puts one in. Unfortunately, the one he scored against Aston Villa was only good enough for a draw. Brian, your boy, mm-hmm. Leon Bailey of scores. Of course Leon Bailey scores, Brian. Of course he scores. In a segment we like to call FPL Troll of the Season. Yes. <laughs> I officially nominate Leon Bailey for <laughs> FPL Troll of the Season. Good luck finding someone else who has or will treat you with more disrespect than this man. <laughs> one of the so an outstanding goal a goal scored by someone who like it was in the summer as if he had summer. gone back to august Leon august bailey. first leon bailey showed up and decided to score one of the best goals of the week yeah it's annoying because uh can we talk about villa first yeah they should have gotten three points here no. No, they should have gotten three points here. A lesser uh, – an issue with referees that got lesser attention from this past weekend was the fact that an offside call was made by the assistant referee. Oh, the Coutinho goal. The Coutinho when Coutinho goal. scored. That should have been allowed to continue on, and Coutinho's shot is not getting blocked. And so – No, it wouldn't have gotten blocked, but I do I do wonder if Ederson would have – He's not getting. He that. would have heard, that was but the, the that whistle was underneath ha- the crossbar. It's just that the whistle happened so far before that. I just wonder if he had made a different effort. There's an awesome stat I can give you about Ederson here in a second. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Weird decision. I think if everybody City rightly win the title by a point again. <laughs> I have made a note to come back to this so that I can feel aggrieved about it for a specific reason at the end yeah. of the season. Um, what I was going to say about Villa, no, not that they should have won, but just that. They're approaching probably one of the friendliest schedules of any team that you're going to find. They are away to Leicester, then Southampton, then at Leeds, then they're at Nottingham Forest. What, what your, you, next, your next but, four matches for Aston Villa. But what are you going to do? Are you going to own a I'm Villa? I'm saying you're adding Ollie Watkins to the forward so mix what I was, he's not going to get. He's what I was going to say is that Watkins is, you know, he's a discount right now. He's probably your best and safest option, but. He's going to be a tough add with all of these other forwards yeah. that are scoring right now. He's, I think, a massive differential. But you, but 
with the, like definitely with the fixtures, and he hasn't been horrible this year. It's not like he hasn't done it at all. He's like he's been in there. At least he's been in there. You can't trust the defense, which means you can't trust the Emiliano Martinez. I think Matty Cash actually really did get hurt in this match. I think he's I mean, I didn't check the thing on him, but he left. He could not continue, was hurt. All the midfielders are getting rotated regularly except McGinn and Jacob Ramsey, kind of. But what are they doing? You're not getting either of them. There's no way I'm talking myself into saying that Bailey <laughs> <laughs> with that goal. No way. No. Zero at four point seven. Zero. It is that. just that it is insane to even reconsider anyone from this team. They played. Do you, was that Gerard? Was that like a? I don't know what you call that. Home. They needed a result. They played their hearts out. It was actually really interesting. You know, when when they went down. To Holland's goal, I expected it to be a city romp at that point. Yeah. But Villa came back. I mean, I think that's hopefulness for their season. Truly. I think if this goes the opposite way, we're talking about Stevie G is the next one getting sacked. Well, what I'm saying, yeah. If they had gotten smashed, we'd be thinking of him the same way we would be thinking about Brendan Rodgers right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The next four matches, if this really did like st- ignite some kind of weird fire with them, the next four matches are as good as you can ask for, and I'm including Leeds in that away to Leeds, only because the I think something that um, it was Robbie Musto pointed it out uh, prior to their match this weekend, just to say he talked about how exposed their defense has been in every single match that he looked at the entire season. So there is, I think, a blueprint out there. I mean, they just got thrashed. Leeds just got destroyed by Brentford. Yeah. And basically in the way that Robbie Musto had but just talked about. It could have gone very differently. True. Let's be clear. Wasn't it uh, three? T- was it three two when the uh, no penalty call? Yes. Was, was not called. Yeah, the one that got Jesse Marsh sent. The one that got Jesse got Marsh sent right off. Yes. My hero, Jesse Marsh. Yeah. I. You know, whatever he decides to get aggrieved about, I'm aggrieved about. Oh. Like my blood, my blood pressure rises the redder his face gets. I what what I'm really saying, Brian, is I am Jesse Marsh. Okay, I like guy? that. I'm a I'm a Jesse Marsh man. You're a Leeds guy. I'm a Marsh man. I like that. You're a Marsh man. I'm a Marsh man. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's t- it's hard. Uh. For it's hard to make a case for anyone from uh, Aston Villa. The only one that I would want to make a case for is Ollie Watkins. Right, and that's, that's and that's a hard yeah, that's that's yeah. enough. We're done. We're done. We're City. Done. As far as Manchester City goes, uh this is the opposite of like I mean Liverpool and Everton will I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. oddly evenly matched. Despite I mean the stats at the end, you know, obviously skew toward Liverpool, but not like this, where Villa took three shots. Seventy-two percent possessions. A typical city. But they were they were typically dangerous at the end. Dominance. I mean, Villa came on like all of their possession came in the last little bit if, where they scored. If De Bruyne doesn't hit the the crossbar, you're talking about a goal and an assist for De Bruyne and a goal and an assist for Holland. Did the league match. make the crossbar and posts bigger this season? Because everybody so. is hitting the woodwork. I know. I don't know why. I think it's the constant fun drills that they have in training sometimes, or they're actually trying to hit the crossbar. Have you ever seen that? Yes, yes. I've always been fascinated with that. Like, 
Yeah. I don't Why? think that's a good drill. No, I had a theater director who once taught, you know, someone said practice makes perfect to him, and he was like, that's stupid. And he actually yelled at the person who said it. He's like, what are you talking about perfect? There's no such thing as perfect. Why would you say something stupid like that if that <laughs> can't even possibly be true? And, and she was like, what, what should it be then? And he said, practice makes permanent. Mm. And ever since then, I've been teaching that to my children. I say it all the time at work to the people I supervise. Practice makes permanent. The way you practice is the way you're going to play. And if you're practicing hitting the woodwork, guess what's going to happen in the game? You're going to hit the woodwork. I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, I, I really do think there's something to that. I don't normally it sounds, watch. It sounds silly. I don't normally watch the MLS, MLS All-Star Game. This is the F Hill America podcast. That's so correct. I think I can make an, F, uh, an MLS reference here. A couple months ago, there was the MLS All-Star Game. I actually watched the... Uh, the skills? The skills competition was really cool. Okay. I had never seen it before, uh, but one of the competitions was hitting the woodwork. I like, know. The, the competition didn't end until somebody hit the crossbar. Like It was that kind of thing. From like 60 yards out, it was insane. That's crazy. It also took him forever to do it. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 that could definitely be part of it. Anyway, Brian, bringing it back here, on my wild card currently, I have Holland, KDB, and Cancelo. Tell me where I'm making a mistake. I... I don't think there's a mistake in having anyone from Manchester City except... Oh, there is. Phil Foden is a mistake, because I've had him. Well, I mean, KDB did not start... Hey, Foden was great in the Champions League today. Um, I Well, I don't play Champions League fantasy. Spurs, Wolves, Manchester United, Southampton, Liverpool, Arsenal. Are you really looking at the schedule when it comes to Manchester City? No. So... I mean, if you want to look at the schedule, you could talk yourself out of it. I think it's entirely about Pep rotating, and Holland is the one that I think everyone is scared of. However, uh, that's proven to be unfounded. Yeah. And Julian Laurent on the FPL podcast, uh, he said it this week, basically making the argument that Holland's form it makes him unbenchable. Yeah. His exact quote was, that strikers work in streaks so much that Pep has to be thinking, okay, I want to rest him, but I really can't. Rest well, he him. didn't rest him against Villa, which we had talked about. Maybe he right. would because of the he Champions League. He kept him League. in the whole ninety. Right, he played exactly. ninety minutes in there, and then today was back out in the Champions League to score a brace, and played like seventy minutes, sixty-seven minutes—the perfect number of minutes, by the way, that you want to see that he played uh, ahead of this weekend. So you just there's no there is. I can't imagine he is getting benched against un- Spurs. No un- way! No way he's getting benched against Spurs. You don't like him. He's playing gonna pull against- a hammy. You don't. Well, so I was gonna say the one thing I hate seeing him do is sliding or lunging. He does it so much. He jump kicked the ball into the net against Aston Villa. He had another one today where he like jump kicked in the goal against Sevilla. I don't want to see his legs kicking out any further than like a normal kick off the ground, <laughs> but he is constantly like sliding and lunging and doing stuff like that. And I'm like, oh man, please. Honestly, the thing that will make this fantasy season the most interesting possible this early would be Holland getting hurt for like a month just to see what that does for the abundance of owners that he has and with all the forward options, where that ownership goes. Yeah. His ownership is at 78.6%. Yeah. Yeah, and I just joined the ranks. And that is now higher than Jesus, who is down to 77%. Yeah. What's crazy, and I it's my favorite stat, I think, of 
almost any season that we've ever done this. He has 10 league goals from 132 touches. You're not measuring him in time. You're not measuring him in shots. He just has to be out there. That's Odegaard numbers. Everyone is, everyone is using the same. That's Emma Good numbers. They're, descri- they're describing him. Almost everyone is doing the same thing, that he's machine-like. That it, the only way you get efficiency like this is for if he was an android. I mean, you're talking type. about Anthony's face, but Holland's face is android slash scary well, machine. Holland is straight out of Die Hard. Okay, well, this is well said and pointy. He is a villain from Die Hard. He's villainous. Yeah, not an ass. Darwin is right out of a John Wick movie. Boss, not the end guy, but like a second level boss. Yeah. And then Anthony, in my opinion, is out of the, the purge. So, I mean, he is he is you know, wicked. So, uh, hey, it's the year of the villainous forward, and I thought it was going to get better, but Diego Costa couldn't get in the league. I know. Well, Wolves tried to bring still, him in. He's still might. It's gonna he's still might. It's like a work permit thing. Yeah, yeah, there is, but they're appealing to the league. It's going to happen. The ultimate fantasy villain could be back. One goal. Every 13 touches. Yeah, that's silly. Is absurd. But no forward has had the players around him to do the work for him like Erling Holland. But you watch the the history of the world. Are you kidding me? Look at that city team. They're doing the work around him to put it in a position where he can tap it in for a goal. His second goal today, you should go find it. I have not seen it. His second goal against Sevilla today is like – it is everything, not just him collecting the ball. He has to make the pass uh, kind of out. I can't remember. I think Foden passed it to him. But it's, it is the burst that he has after he makes the pass to the passer. It is like the most I, – I, I wouldn't I – why would you want to be anywhere near him as he's exploding forward? He looks so terrifying, and he does that – it's so fast and so easy, and then he scores like, like, and then he the finish that he had on the goal. It ended with him like casually jumping the goalkeeper. You know what I mean? Like everything about it is just like, like he. It's as if he orchestrated the entire thing himself, like like freaking Thanos. Yeah. He. Yeah. Seriously. So. You know, De Bruyne gets the assist here. Like I said, I don't. I to answer your question already, he created six more chances in the match. Only Trippier had that many this week. He's doing it every week. De Bruyne took four shots. The thing that even today it was another Champions League highlight is watching. So when when De Bruyne passed to Holland, it was from the hockey assist was from Foden. And it, this keeps happening with De Bruyne and Gundogan and Bernardo Silva. Whoever that, whoever that midfielder is behind the play, passing out to the wing, this is why Foden has been not, like he has had that one game. It's because then Foden is passing as De Bruyne is making the run into the box. Gundogan is making that run into the box. And those guys keep doing that over and over. Whatever this change of system is, no one is even close to figuring this out yet. Villa is as good as it gets so far this season as far as the result goes. I don't know how you could feel bad about having De Bruyne in unless you see that he gets benched. 
That's it. That is the only reason why you would be disappointed with having him. And even then, you'd still think, well, he's going to come on at least for 20 or 30. Right. And he could do a lot of damage. And he will do a lot of damage in 20 or 30, whether it's Holland or Julian Alvarez as the striker at that point. Right. Yeah. Both. I don't. Put it in. Cancelo's the one guy. I just. With the stat I was going to give you. Uh, I feel like this is like the most insane thing. One of the most insane things I've seen this season. You know who has the second worst save percentage of any goalkeeper in Ederson. the league? It's Ederson. He's saved 45. He has a 45.5% save rate right huh. now. There's only one goalkeeper worse than him, and he plays for Leicester. <laughs> How can you feel good about that? Like, I know, like, everything. It, it means you're not getting those save points like you were talking about with Nick Pope. Oh, my goodness. No, you're never. I don't know what it. I don't think he's. They already banking on a clean sheet, and City aren't getting clean sheets. Right? They are. If you're gonna, if you're gonna concede three total shots to a team, and you're gonna let one of them in, and Ederson's gonna finish with one or two saves or whatever. Right. Like if they're if they're it's only brutal. attempting three shots and one of them go in, it doesn't matter what the what happens to the other two. You're annoyed. Yeah. That's the well. And, and, if, and I haven't Cance- had Cancelo all season for his defense. I've had him for his offensive right. potential. And you got the one goal from him so far. Right. In a, also in a thrashing. Yeah. But it's been the anomaly. And then of course he did it in the Champions League. But he did it in like the stoppage time at the end of it. he and Diaz combined, which yeah. I'm sure like I'm sure that's insulting for anyone who has <laughs> either of them in, in FPL. So. Right. But yeah, I don't. I don't love the Cancelo pick, even though, look, I can't argue with it. Who's number one scoring defender? Cancelo. So, yeah. I mean, of all the premium players I started the season with, even with Mo Salah as a Liverpool fan, Cancelo is the one I'm the most scared to get rid of. He's the only one I've kept in my wildcard lineup to this point. If Kyle Walker's really hurt, I don't know how... Uh, who did they just sign? It was one of their new. Was it Sergio Akanji. Gomez? It's Akanji. Is that who it is? I'm trying to figure it uh, out. Gomez played. Uh, Gomez, I think, played in Kyle Walker's position today. I'd be really curious to see one how bad. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Akanji played for Stones in the middle. I, I was going to say it depends if if Walker's hurt that bad and he's going to miss time and they got to sort something out. First of all, it would move Cancelo over, like we said at the start of the season. It would move him over to the right, which he's more. That's his preferred position anyway. And then uh, they'd be able to play one of these new guys, and one of the new guys, who knows? You might you might be, sure you might be changing out. your mind. I was going to say, you might end up saying, like, holy cow, I can get one of their other defenders for five or even four and a half, depending on how yeah. it shakes out. So, All right, let's talk about Chelsea. They get three points, even though it was a disputed three points. Bowen's called for a foul on Ed Mendy. Honestly, Mendy... I think the Emmys were this past weekend, right? Uh, give Ed Mendy a late Emmy. Wow. Uh, for the Bowen kick on his shoulder. Uh, never have I wanted my idea of like a, a hockey penalty type of uh, rule for when you have to bring the physio out onto the pitch. In this case, obviously, just you know, acting the part got the goal disallowed. My favorite thing, by the way, uh, is watching managers like berate referees on the pitch either at the end of the half or at the end of the match and that's what David Moyes did here at the end of this match uh, but I get it you know he's he's struggling to find the mojo for his team they did get a point against Spurs in midweek but here they lose all three on a pretty terrible call it's weird I feel like Chelsea gets the result but it couldn't be 
a better result for a team that's in a worse place. Like I just I feel like it's losing despite winning because yeah. then you'd think like oh great you got some momentum you did you, you got a huge result in the league that's perfect that's just what you need to get some momentum to go into your Champions League match against Dinamo Zagreb today I mean, they did have to go to Croatia for the match and they lost you act like it's such a long trip they lost one nil, you know, today, and yeah. Tuchel's mad about everything again. It's just yeah. like no he Chelsea. Said. Chelsea players are mad. Like they're reflecting their manager. I mean, Reese James was a little pissy baby in this match against West Ham. Mm. Uh, Kukurea still doing Kukurea things. Hey, Kukurea, he had that like he had an almost assist. I don't think he has, has he gotten a return. I, don't think I love I don't, counting I don't, almost assists. I don't think he got. I don't think he's gotten anything. It's only better than expected say, assists. When you have the this whole thing has like the argument has been about Kukurea compared to Chilwell. Chilwell's not up to fitness, which he isn't yet. By the way, Chilwell scored though, and is like. And I was going to say when Chilwell comes in and not fully fit and scores that kind of goal and, and gets an assist, assist, yeah, like yeah. oh my gosh, like Chilwell reminding everyone what a like what a the reason why you would have had him as your game week yeah, one starter if you had had a choice here. Um, I thought the I thought I'm shocked. The first thing he didn't talk about is how Aubameyang came to the game late. They oh, showed him in the stands like, like an hour and here into comes the match. Uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, late. I know it was like an hour in. It was like oh, sixty oh minutes in. I, I love I love how this is gonna develop. Uh, it's going to be another so nightmare. Like I, I, I don't so understand. Much. Like at what point? I mean, different owner, but same old story here too. Uh, what? What? Scott, if you just buy enough players, it'll all just work out. Well, no, this is just this is exactly buying. what I'm talking about. Thomas Tuchel just is he's them. a top top level manager. He goes to a top level club, and he feels like he has the ability to demand top level players purchased by these owners. So that he can win the matches. It's not about developing talent. It's not about finding the right mix. It's just about getting the best players. And this is a train wreck that is about to happen, and we can all see it. We can all see it coming. Who who advised Mark Kukurea to choose Chelsea so actively, like to get the player agreement that then eventually turned into the transfer? It's, it's the weekly paycheck, I, right? I know that the Reece James is like two eighty five. What I was what I was gonna say is I know that like City has to finally back down from the you know from Brighton's valuation of the player. I I know I mean I know that's part of it. What I'm saying is it eventually it turned into well Kukurea wants this move. Kukurea would now prefer sure. Chelsea. He went to a place where he will easily lose his spot to Ben Chilwell. There is no question. Ben Chilwell could not be clearer that he's a better player than Mark. Kukurea. Of course. So even if Kukurea somehow slides into the defensive, you know, central like left central mid or defender role, why is that better than going to play now potentially a st- you could be starting for Manchester City. He would have gone in as soon as there was an injury, he would have played 90 minutes all the time. He would be Cancelo on the other side. Well, and let's let's not forget where are Brighton in the table right now? <laughs> Right. I know it's not going to finish this way. Maybe you should have just stayed. <laughs> just stay. I, I just, everything about this is just, right. I, yeah, I, it's just a not. 
Chelsea's a dumpster fire. I want no Chelsea players. With that said, would you consider Wesley Fofana in your wild card defense at 4.4? Nope. I don't know. Maybe. He's (laughs) 4.4. He went straight into the lineup. At 4.4, he's He's fourth at 4.4. At 4.4, he's my third defender. Yeah, I don't hate that. The 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 price the value is absolutely. There. I think what you saw, I I mean, I think Tuchel's right. I think he's right to call out his team's mentality because I think what you saw in this match, not only West Ham probably deserved to come back, you know, deserved a two two draw. When you watched Antonio playing, like Antonio is playing for real mm-hmm. in this game. So Antonio gets the first goal. Antonio, I think, I think he knew he was. Like his head was above everyone else that he was playing against. He was playing that way. Like he was more confident than any other person that was involved with Chelsea Football Club in that game. I think any team with any sense of, like any strong sense of mentality, will do that until Chelsea, if, until or if Chelsea figure it out. Uh-huh. And it doesn't seem like they're in any place to do that. I can't. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Is Tuchel in trouble here? Tuchel's mad all the time. He's complaining about everything. Nobody's good enough. There's no consistency. No. Yeah, you can't find consistency. Everyone's saying the same thing. We need to figure this out or whatever. You did have a little bit of flow. Kai Havertz comes off. You know, comes off the bench and gets a goal. Nobody needed a goal more than Havertz did, and he got one in this game. He actually had some real link up with Chilwell and Havertz. You got your other guys that actually can play. They are playing. It's just the whole team is so out of sync. He just really might be the wrong guy. I don't know. Oh, this is clearly a manager problem, not a roster problem. Yeah. And uh, Pulisic started. I know. All of a sudden, Christian Pulisic goes into the starting lineup for what? I don't like just to. I mean, he was sending a message to Havertz. He was sending a message to Mount. Sending a message to Ziyech. Mount has been terrible. Right. well, Scott, he's so good at developing players. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, so this all is clearly these guys a, are getting better is, playing for yeah, Tuchel. This is clearly a manager problem. The only question is whether or not the new owner is willing to do the ETH. Yeah. Is he willing to say, you know what? You're not my guy. I inherited you. You're gone. Let me get somebody in here who can do something with this talent. Chelsea's at Fulham this weekend. Um, Give me uh, some meat. I, I think meat. <laughs> Give me some meat. I think the meat man might come in there, okay. and, and he might come in. Give and me the meat. Schwann's truck. Give me the Schwann's guy. Meat might meat man might come in there and smack some guys around. I mean, well, he smacks you everybody. Think, around. You think meat's scared of anybody? No, I no. Do you want me to read what I said about Please. about meat? In what the, does the FPL about Mitrovic and the FPL America the article I this, got to this know. past week? Please tell me. Article title: uh, Itchy. I said uh, another week, another goal for Alexander Mitrovic. Three shots last week. Ties him for the league lead in ca- in both categories. Shots and shots on target with Erling Holland. Tottenham and Chelsea up next. <laughs> they should be scared of him. Not the other way around. Unless Christian Romero can pull him down by his chest hair this week, he is probably scoring for the fourth straight match against Tottenham that could not contain Thomas Socek. So it was spoken. And so it was. Give me some meat going I think, into I think, this. I don't week. see how meat at home against the Chelsea team that is 
bad mentally is going to do anything. Agree completely. What, what so are they going to no do? No on the Fofana. Are, are they going to? No, I would still go with Fofana. I just wouldn't start him this week. Well, that's not really an option currently with really? the makeup of my life. Run a WC. I have two three point nine defenders to make the Holland Kane thing work oh. out. Up. I front. don't know what Tuchel can do to tap into the Chelsea that was playing against Tottenham. Wherever Agree. wherever Agree. that Chelsea is, which was not that long ago, if he can tap back into that somehow, Chelsea will be that fine. That Chelsea team's formidable. Holy cow, that Chelsea team absolutely stomped an extremely quality Tottenham team Made for about silly. 80 minutes. Yeah. For sure. Of the of the 90. So well, I don't know. Between Mitrovic and that Spurs reference, we have perfectly set up Spurs 2, Fulham 1. Spurs get the win, and Mitrovic, for fantasy purposes, a relevant consolation goal. An extremely relevant it's, consolation he's, he's goal. He's the meat man. <laughs> okay. If uh, you want meat, he's going to get it. I'm uncomfortable. Spurs are just... Are, this is the thing with Tottenham. First of all, they are just boringly winning, and they go in and boringly win against... An inform Fulham. So boring win. Could have been three one. Could have been, finished two one. Whatever. We're just gonna chug along just the way we do. We didn't even have to start Perisic. I want to say one thing about this. You're gonna hate it. I'm serious. How much more unlucky can Hyung Min Son be? I know. As a son I, owner all season, I just keep watching him hit woodwork. He's and- got he's got bad moj. No, Scott, sure. no, he's got like I. It can't be Mojo because it's only his own personal hell because he can't escape despite every other person around him yeah. succeeding. Yeah, Pierre Emil Horbier scores in this game. Horbier gets a goal. Son, but not Sonny destroys the woodwork in this game. Yeah, not only. I think the fear for everybody is Conte was going to bench him for Richarlison. Well, he didn't. He, he benched Kulu. He benches Kulishevsky and plays Richarlison with Sun. And I'm sure the thought is you need to get going. Conte is not – there has never been one moment, even in this bad, this bad mojo for him, Conte's not back down one second from Sun, from Sun being quality or saying that Sun can't do it or whatever – Everything with him has been, no, he's son. He's one of our most important players. We need him. So I don't know. I mean, everybody's been afraid of him getting benched. He's never getting benched. He's son. The only thing that's going to happen to him is what happened, has happened every game. He gets subbed. He's going to get subbed early. But at this point, he, it doesn't matter. Because he took he's four not, shots. He's four shots sp- in this match. One more than Kane or Richarlison. He could have taken 10. He still can't score. He obliterated the woodwork again. Again, he's like a a hair away from scoring. Didn't he have a goal chalked off early on, too, because of the offside? He scored one of those insane, like, it was a shass, but but it still would have been a sun goal. Something that might have unclogged him. And it didn't work. He gets gets ruled out for offside. Did he need some pep? He can't get a break. Brian. He if needs you were wild carding, I would if you think wild carding. Would you either keep, which is my situation, because I've had him this entire painful stretch, or go to if you didn't already have him? Would he be in your wild card lineup? You know what I thought about doing? 
because I want to make the anti-Salah case again for like the fifth week in a row. I would think about going from Salah to Sun. I, so I had them both, and they're currently out. Both out. Yeah. Right now, my highest price midfielder is KDB. But then after that, it's all discount. It's Rashford. It's Zaha. Pascal Gross. Andreas Pereira. You've chosen the right person already by choosing Kane. I think Kane or Son or anyone, they can score against Manchester City. Those guys aren't. They, they've, they've Especially shown with them missing their center backs. When, when, have, when has Tottenham been afraid of Manchester Never, City? Never. That's in the, right. In the, <laughs> Tottenham's in the Pep era. When have they been afraid of What a great match. I know. Oh, it's such a good. And it's great for all the the Kane Holland. Like, what can Holland do? Oh, I know. We can only hope that well, VAR f***s it up. <laughs> <laughs> well... Will you know? Will that. the counterattack work yet again against Manchester oh, City? Oh, it's going to be oh, such. I a, think it might be some until a, a goal happens in this match. It's going to be boring because what a great time! Spurs but, are going to sit back and. But just what absorb, a great time for the match, though! It's a, such a great time. No, it's true. There's been a trend it. where there have been a lot of matches with boring first halves and then lively second halves. It's been interesting. Nothing would be more amazing than Sun finding a. A rhythm. And, no, and it would st- not be star- amazing because he's currently not in my lineup. <laughs> starting against Manchester City. Uh, you know, would be I'm going to have. I waited. Scott, you know what's going to happen. Uh, no, it, unfortunately, yeah. this is exactly. You actually are in control of this. If you sell Son, he will score. <laughs> if you keep him, he will not. He will not. You solely, Scott Weedy, yes, are in control. It does feel of that Hyun way. Ming Son's destiny. I mean, last time we I talked uh, last episode about how I was doing this wild card experiment for you know purposes of the podcast because you know I'm willing to sacrifice my actual performance for <laughs> you, the listener. Um, that's what I say when I'm not doing well. I was doing fine after game week four, thanks to TAA 17. It worked out well not to wildcard in game week four when a lot of people were. Game week five, I ended up nine points behind my wildcard team. So if I had wildcarded, I actually would have gotten nine more points in game week five. And game week six, we're not going to talk about. Uh, So I'm overdue. Like in a perfect world, I should have wildcarded before game week five. Yeah. Before the midweek. Um, now I am heading into game week seven. And yes, of course, now is when Salah's going to go off. Sun's going to go off. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's, it's just Tottenham. So the good I, thing, I, I've been in a weird spot with Salah. The, I, the good thing Ryan, for we, what I was going to say about Tottenham oh, is. The, are we ever going to get to Liverpool? We will. What I was going to say about Tottenham, the good thing for them is that they are, it's Marseille at home. So they, so they're, they, and then it's City. In the Champions League. And then it's City. Mar- yes. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Tomorrow, as we're recording, they'll play tomorrow. So we'll not only will get to see the lineup as, Presumably, Perisic will be in there. It'll be interesting to see who gets how many minutes. Uh, they play Saturday in the what would be the late game. They're the twelve thirty here, uh, Eastern Standard Time, United States of America. They play the twelve thirty, the, but they're the late game on Saturday. Right. Um, that's. Did you say that already? No, it's just. I, I appreciate you clarifying. It's the United States of America. Oh yeah, I don't want to. I don't want any other United States to think that we're talking about them. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. No, we want to be the only United States. Um, no, I. What I was going to say is, I think that it's good. I mean, it's good for them that they're they're not really they're not traveling. They, you know, it's kind of best case for them in terms of getting to. City gets the the longer rest time, but I don't think that really matters in a game of that caliber. Is what I'm saying. Kane steadily producing here. He's the third highest scoring forward. He's five points behind Ivan Tony. 
who has had real hauls. He had to do a hat trick to stay ahead of Kane here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane and Holland, listen. Do a hat trick? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Yeah. If you had gone weeks ago, like we had talked about, if you had swapped just thinking like all oh, rotation, whatever, if you had swapped Holland to Kane, uh, I feel like you should feel pretty hard done by. They've been extremely close in real life even though the FPL gap is wide. Do you understand what I'm saying? The week that Holl- the Holland goes bonkers in a week where Kane also should have had a hat trick, but finishes with a brace that included a saved penalty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. They should have matched each other that week. This week, they match each other. Like Kane has kept mostly kept pace with Holland all Well, that's why season. Holland has gone up five-tenths and Kane's gone down a tenth. I know. It is wild to see somebody who's producing as well as Kane has been, and you can still get Kane at a discount. It's all situational. Yeah, yeah for sure. I am like we've, I feel like we said it two weeks ago. I think we said it last week. I think the right answer is finding a way to have both guys. You will not regret having both Kane and Holland. And if something happens to Holland... So long, buddy. Yeah. Like you have so many other options to go to. I just, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. People yeah, are buying Holland. Holland. It's an well, amazing. An not amazing many more people can buy Holland. Not many people are buying Kane. But again, Holland's ownership. I guarantee you, if Kane gets a result and Holland doesn't in this match, you'll see Kane's price go up, and you'll be happy you have him. Yeah, well, we'll, right. If Kane scores against Manchester City and Holland gets subbed off early and right. gets and gets a two, right? Yeah, yeah, I imagine so because uh, I feel like people are reacting weirdly like this. That. Feels oh, yeah. like, like this is a tough. I have Salah at the moment in Holland, right? I have not been captaining Holland. I've been limping along with a Salah captain. You should have captained Holland two weeks ago, and you should have captained him at least instead of Salah. Your ideal captain last week would have been to play Nick Pope and captain him. But you, <laughs> but you benched Nick Pope. You're right, Brian. You are right. I should have All captained right. Salah against Palace when was... Palace normally has their number. Dave, don't just take And that I shouldn't have captained uh, Salah home to Bournemouth that week when they scored nine goals and Salah got none of those. Remember when I captained oh, Salah? Yeah. Remember when I triple remember captained, captained him? him? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was awesome. And then and then home to Everton, Everton this week. That's basically why I have been fighting quitting. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, <laughs> All right, so, so... So what's interesting about this is, is... The last point about Tottenham before you say this is that Ryan right. Sessegnon is getting screwed this season, and I hate you, it. You've said that. You made that point earlier. He took six shots this week. You revisited it, and you're right. That, right. You're I right. I that support be, that. I just want that to be on record. I feel horrible for Ryan Sesson. I support that. Moving on. Liverpool assets, defensively, why are you keeping anyone at this point? Uh, on my wild card team, it hurts, but I have no Liverpool players. You don't have Trent? I Even Trent out? I I have had him up to the present, but it hurt to not get the clean sheet. Because he gets subbed out before the 60th minute, Trent Brian. Is 58 minutes. Yeah. I mean, what Trent, are you? Trent Jurgen. is number 10. Jurgen. Someone needs to send a paper note down to the sideline <laughs> from somewhere up in the stands. 
do not do this. Just two, please, two more Jurgen, minutes. You're the one we like. Stop two, being like Pep. Two more minutes. What's, oh. He might have gotten bonus points if he had gotten to 60. Brian. Given the performance he had had up to that point. Thank you, Brian. I, it is, I, listen, I was not happy about Brian, it either. If, if it wasn't for the Bournemouth game, Trent Alexander-Arnold has 24 points on the season in six games. He got 17 of them in one game against, and that's the Bournemouth game. Oh, trust yeah. me. I know. Why would anyone want to hold on to him? Well, it's because he's, when he scored the 17, there was a good chance, and Born, uh, Liverpool scored the nine. There's a good chance that that was going to jumpstart the season. There's right? only, it's, I think. It's for, ceiling. You talked yeah, about that with earlier. Sure. It's I ceiling. Want, and what makes me nervous about not having him not only it's home home to Wolves this week, which is I, I Wolves are so awful. I, I feel like they're just those. They are just such an inept attacking team. So the you like that, so you like a solid captain this week. They couldn't score. Wolves couldn't <laughs> score a goal against Bournemouth. They did not. They nope. sh- they probably should have. They had some big chances. They just didn't do it. They managed to score one against Southampton this week, and it's a potent. They'll score against. It's Liverpool. a tricky potent goal, which is really annoying. I just like going up the list above Trent. There are two names of people that I look at that I say, okay, I might ra- if I had to choose one or the other, I might do it, and that is Cancelo, and that is Perisic, and on- and Perisic is only You're because selling Perisic. I, he's long gone. I don't have him. So why? I don't Tri- understand that last statement. Trippier is the only reason why. Like we're talking about ceilings, the ceiling okay. on Perisic as a starter. I'm saying if you uh, knew he was if, starting, okay. Perisic is no downgrade this season. Is no downgrade from Trent, and the points are showing that he has one more point than Trent does this season, and that's that's with Perisic not playing. What he played 11 minutes in the first, two, like each of the first two games. Like he's got twenty five and Trent's got twenty four. This it's all about price, and I I get why anyone would get rid of him. I just for me, the one thing I would consider is Cancelo being my most expensive defender, and even then I just I I don't know I Trippier. Why do I need to be a the Liverpool believer here? I just I I like him still. Well. I hate what happened this week. Yeah, well, yeah, we all do. I'm not doom and gloom about Liverpool's prospects. What are they, sixth in the table? I mean, this is a Liverpool who basically hasn't started their season yet, and they're sixth in the table. It's yeah, a fine. veteran-led Liverpool team who doesn't know that the season started? That's a problem. <laughs> well, that's you know, when not, you... Not that's, ideal. That's when a problem. Chase, when sure. you chase history like they did last season, it's natural to have a little bit of a letdown, Dave. You know, it's kind of like, you know, after I've won our mini league a couple of times, like the next year is always the hardest. <laughs> you would never know that, but it's true. It's just hard to come back from that and, well, you know, yeah. and, and to do it again. So uh, it's it's just one of those things where I get it personally on a personal level, and I'm okay with it. And the fact that they are where they are despite not doing that great tells me that they're going to be fine as a club. But no, I currently don't have any Liverpool. Did you expect, (laughs) like, given the form of both teams, I know that Liverpool's been down, but did you expect nil-nil in a fairly even game against Everton this week? Um, even all things considered, literally, you sound the freaking panic alarm, bro. Y'all aren't making the top four. Not this team. 
Unless uh, you do something. Actually, I would still say Liverpool has a better chance than Arsenal of making top four. Wow. wow. Bet right Bet. now. Do it. Bet do it. right now. Do it. Do Arsenal do finishes do higher in the table than Liverpool. That's One. what you want to do? Absolutely. Arsenal higher than Liverpool. Oh, my gosh. 100%. And this is not the Fosters. The, Australian for beer. No, yeah. This, this is, is not the Fosters or the, what did you choose tonight? Jefferson's? Uh, well, Ancient, Ancient Age, and then Jefferson's. I'm, Fantastic I'm choices. This is neither this the is, premium Foster's mega the, can speaking which, or the Jefferson's or Ancient, Ancient Age speaking. This is actual at David Smith and real life at Scott Wiebe saying Arsenal will finish higher in the table than absolutely. Liverpool. Liverpool will finish higher in the table than Arsenal. We need to write that down in right, Sharpie right. marker. Brian, right who, who Put are, it on the board. You're, you're a big – I know this is not an NFL podcast. You're a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Freaking yeah. Who's their, Steelers. Who's their biggest rival? Like do they have I'd a say rival? Probably, I, I think Ravens. it's probably Baltimore. Ravens. Okay. So when they – The original when the Steelers, Browns. When the Steelers play the Ravens. Hu- honestly, huge, huge – I don't like them, but huge respect to Baltimore. I hate John Harbaugh. But I respect but always good. the hell out of that. I, it's guy. so stupid. He's I get excellent. It, I get it, it is one hundred percent NFL podcast. It is. It is. He's an outstanding coach. He is it, the Eric Ten Hag of NFL. It is. Coaches. It is uh, Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn. It's it's Ron Burgundy and and what's the hey, what is Vince can, Vaughn's name in in Anchorman? Can we, it is, can, we I can we bring this Ron back? Ron Burgundy. I to the you. can we can we actually get, just get back to the NFL, Brian? But <laughs> do I love you? <laughs> When the Steelers and the you. Ravens play twice a year, the records don't really matter much, right? Because it's the Steelers against the Ravens. It's a rivalry game. Yeah, typically typically it hasn't. Okay, that's Everton-Liverpool. It's the Merseyside Derby. Records rarely matter. Honestly, Everton will get a draw against Liverpool. They never win. But they'll get a draw against Liverpool. So, no, I'm not surprised. Jordan Pickford looked like... My only note from this match, it wasn't about any Liverpool players. It was Pickford a hero. I was going to say, if it wasn't for Nick Pope, uh, Jordan Pickford easily comes away. And probably for the consequences of the match, uh, Pickford is your player of the week this week. Yeah. Eight saves, two bonus points from Jordan Pickford. Amazing that if you started... uh, What's his name? Patterson? What's his first name? Yeah, Nathan. Nathan Patterson. you outscored all, uh, not all, because uh, Gomez and Virgil stayed on the entire match. But um, Patterson yeah. outscored uh, Robertson, Samikas, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And Milner. And James oh, Milner. Oh, man, and Everton. Oh, single-handed. Everton, uh, speaking of meat, Milner came out on the pitch, and Everton saw fresh meat. And they just went after him until Klopp, to his credit, finally responded. And he was like, okay, fine. I'm going to bring on – it was seemed like a weird sub, but he brought on um, Matip for – I think it was like Harvey Elliott or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Defensive sub in a nil-nil match? But no, he was getting Gomez out to right back and Milner into midfield so Everton would stop already attacking on that side. Nothing is, makes you happier as a Liverpool hater than seeing James Milner playing at all. Wrong. Oh, okay. He's the one – well, he's not the one guy. James Milner, like when I think of footballers, he is like at the top of the list. 
Because I remember one season when he was at City, when I physically, with my own eyes, saw him play every position but goalkeeper <laughs> for them that year. I'm not kidding. Yeah. He started games at striker. He played midfield. No. He played winger. He played backs. And he yeah. played center backs. He literally played everywhere. It does seem like he's finally reaching his limit for this sure. season. He's Mark, he's Mark Nobley. In, in, in my right mind, yeah. James yeah. Milner yeah. can do no wrong. But okay. is he, he aging? Is, yes. He's incredible. He, what he's been able to do, to be clear, yeah, I just is I was thinking more. I should own a Milner jersey. I've hated every team he's ever played for, except for probably his young teams. <laughs> but like, I was gonna, I was thinking more has, in terms of actual like Liverpool hate, level. not Milner love. Yeah, he has my my Harbaugh, Ray Lewis level respect. Okay, this is not an NFL podcast. Okay. All right, let's talk about. Let's talk about Liverpool for one more. Okay, second. I paused to see. First of all, here we are. Even though it was, I think, like I said, stats skew toward Liverpool. But it's twenty three fourteen shots. That's not terrible. No. Good, good on Everton for keeping it like decently close. Sixty forty possession. You get Tom Davis off the wood, woodwork, and you get Luis Diaz off the woodwork. Mm. It could. I think twice, you, or at you, least Nunez. Is, is, Darwin it required a, an unbelievable like Pickford, Pickford save. save. Into the Pickford woodwork. saved That's Darwin, it yes. but it's Diaz actually the way, hitting guy, the woodwork. Best game Tom, he's ever played. I was going to say Tom Davis. Who? Pickford. What's yeah, what we, Pickford we, was stupid. Were you Dave, here? Were well, you here ten minutes ago? <laughs> no, welcome, welcome no, to the pod. Dave. I was zoning out. Probably. <laughs> welcome to the pod. Thank second, you. second thing. Oh. Poor Bobby Chompers. I know. Didn't start. Fingertip save away from being the hero yet again. Uh, despite having to sub on, like I said in FPL America, yeah. the article this week, in the form of his life. He finds the form of his life just in time for all for every attacker to be healthy again. Yeah, Darwin's back from Jota, red back. card. Jota's back. Honestly, Given his form, he should have started this match. Well, but you know what? You know what I've been thinking? You know, again, in the interest of playing aggressively in a different way, in a differential way, part of me wants to bring Jota straight in. I, I probably would. No, you wouldn't. You never That's would. That's the one Liverpool not player. Not Darwin? You're not going to Darwin? Uh, not with Holland and Kane up front already. I can't do that. Okay. Okay, that's that's crazy money. But Jota, now that he's back, I just feel like he's got I, the well, potential to know. do okay. something. Okay. I think that is the number one question. I, I that needs minutes. What I was going to say is with, with Darwin, Firmino, Jota, Salah, Luis Diaz. And you have all five main attackers fit and available. Is there any chance that Salah loses minutes? Does Salah lose minutes to any of these people? Is it possible? Maybe. I but could, we haven't seen that. It we, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we haven't seen that. But, I mean, I think, I think it's, I don't know. Probably not. History says okay. no. Salah only sits when Klopp is very clearly doing a rotation thing. But should he? Maybe. What I was going to say, uh, I think one, uh, Tiago being nearly back or yeah. approaching training. That'll it, help. It seems like everyone is kind of feeling like that's been one of the missing pieces as far as Salah is concerned. I just wonder, like I said, I, I just want to know, my, my question is, why does this Salah matter at all? 
Three shots. Yes, he's close at the very, very end of scoring, similar to the way he got a late goal against Manchester United. He created chances like he did in previous matches. Like he's creatively, he's like their guy. He's getting in the box a ton. But yet again, like creating chances is not why you're buying a $13 Mo Salah. But, But are you selling him yet? This is not worth $13. I don't want to hear you until you sell him. If I was wild carding this week, you'd sell him. I would sell him. Okay. And I would say the same thing on as I did two week. I was going to say the, on the Wolves week. Same thing two, as I did two weeks ago. Luis Diaz and Darwin for Salah and Archer. Like, I don't know who in their right mind right now would take Salah and Archer. I, I get it. I'm just saying, like that's the that's what the money difference is. It's enough to go to those kind of attackers. And don't sleep on Jota. Klopp was even asked about Salah playing wider. Like that's a reporter question post match. Klopp insisting, no, it's not the case. Salah's not any. He's not necessarily dropping or drifting out wider any more often than before. It's just that he's doing it occasionally. There are moments where yes, he maybe could be doing something differently. But he's not. It's not like as kind of like it's not as drastic as kind of people are saying. And yet, who's most likely to score in this match? Darwin, Luis Diaz, yet again, or Firmino, or Firmino, and Firmino like that shot he had through traffic that required an unbelievable like like hand like fingertip save from Pickford to send it wide. It's Firmino, Darwin, and Diaz as your most likely. All right, let's move to Brighton. This is a second place. Is that right? Second place, Brighton. You said that earlier. I don't think think they are. I'm going to be honest here. All I know is who's in first place. Okay, and it's the Arsenal football. Brighton drops five on Leicester. Brighton Brighton by points is fourth, but they are they are 13 points, which puts them one point behind Manchester City and Tottenham. Okay, so fourth, but they drop five on Leicester, which. You know, it is Leicester, but Leicester scored some goals early, but Brighton poured it on late. My only question is, which Bright, Brighton assets should I be considering? Right now, right now I've got Gross, but it was McAllister, Trossard, and March who stood out in this particular match. Solly March has been playing really well all season, and I feel like he's had, he's had moments like this as long as Brighton has been in the, the top tier. Who's on pens, Brian? McAllister. McAllister who's took taking, this one. Who's taking free kicks? Uh, Grob and McAllister. And McAllister. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. M- McAllister for me is a choice. Grob, Grob, I've seen this story. Grob is, Grob is, this is a Grob is lucking, lucking out. This is a different Grob. McAllister su- surged at the end of last season when he finally got some playing time. And then he's continuing that form. He's been Grob good. Grob is yeah. like showing back up from four years ago, Grob. And I'm just not, I'm not into that. I'm not believing it. So you would do McAllister over oh, Gross? yes, for sure. And right. it's cheaper. Brian, would you do the same thing? <laughs> Alexis McAllister appeared in FPL America, the article, twice last season. Boom. In, the, in like game weeks 21 and 24 or something like that. And it's because he had unbelievable volume but wasn't getting the returns. Is he the, but, but is he just the Martinelli of Brighton? The guy well, who occasionally lucks into some points, but honestly, just 
unfortunately isn't as good as what his real life output looks like it should be. I don't I don't hate the choice. I just don't know how much I would want to read into it. Like he scored a worldie that gets marked off. It's one of the bad VAR calls or one of the questionable VAR calls of the of the weekend. Scott, real quick, you mean the Martinelli is scoring more fantasy points than De Bruyne with no injury? You mean the guy who's ranked sixth in midfielder scoring that Martinelli hasn't been doing enough? Just want to throw yeah, that in. No, I'm not. I, I'm okay. not happy with Mart. I've never been happy owning Martinelli. He's always the guy. Like it seems like he should be doing better than he actually is. Eight, eight, six, two, ten, two. I guess you owned him on the two two weeks. I definitely. I think I had him on the, the other two four. Weeks. It's been eight, eight, six. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Ten. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. All right. Just want to yeah, double yeah. check that. All right. He's been fantastic. All right. Uh, no, I listen. I'm not. McAllister, his, he did what you want him to do. He took a decent number of shots. He got you a brace. He took a penalty. He's played 90 minutes in every match so far. He's got, he's got like 60 points in his last four matches or whatever it is. It's 14-10-2-11, his last four. He was shooting at his best last season. He was shooting as much as Mo Salah was. That was his, that was his comp- comparison at that point with Salah and Bruno, who were leading the league at that point. He had a good run, but it ended up fading. I don't, I'm not saying this is going to fade. It's just that, like, who's your number one midfielder scorer? Who's the number one scorer, midfielder scoring right this second? Pascal Grob. So I don't want to hear anything about Pascal Grob being somehow a He's three like, points higher fluke. than McAllister. Right, and it took and it took a brace and three bonus points for McAllister to get within three points of Grob, who just got one assist in this match. Give me, give me McAllister. I'll, I'll, I, you, I, you want to bet McAllister grow, grow, I, grow I don't seasons fantasy points. I don't hate Trossard as a choice, oh, and I think that's, that's I think that's a like any of this, I like Trossard. Do you dare go for two of the three of these guys? Trossard's last th- four matches, eight, six, two, twelve. The nothing. I there mean, was. What there, can you say about that? Nothing. There was a huge fear of Trossard playing func- functioning more as a wing back. Well, when in re- reality, like this game, I think he had one shot. I think he scored on his one shot. Trossard has the ability to play as as a striker, and as we we've seen him play there before. So that is another. He's not doing that now, but that's an appealing. Uh, Thing for trust. If McAllister doesn't score that late, late goal, if he doesn't get in on the very end there, you're talking about because Pascal Gross was on for bonus points up to that point. It's the same thing we've talked about a million times with midfielders who do all the work and who get returns. They're always in bonus points. So even with even with all of that, Gross was Pascal Gross was still close. I just don't know how much like here's my thing with Brighton. One, how much do you want to invest in them overall? So, at Bournemouth, great. You love Bournemouth, the matchup. Then it's Crystal Palace prior to the international break. That's a derby. Those guys hate each other. So, it's Crystal Palace coming in to absolutely hate Brighton because they hate each other. So, that's no, like, I don't care what color the matchup is. That's not easy. Why do they hate each other? It's the M23 Derby or whatever. It's like it's one yeah. of them. It's it's whatever the roadway really? is that connects Crystal Palace and Brighton. But Brighton was on the coast, and Crystal Palace is in London. Yeah, no, it's a thing though. 
He's we, right. We've He's talked. We've right. talked about this. Yeah, it was part so of my. I, uh, so I know. I don't know how many people are putting that into their analysis of Crystal Palace and Brighton. People looking at that as a, a positive matchup for Brighton in some way. It's not. It's not good for. I don't really think it's good for either of them, except Wolf Zaha, who wants to hurt people. He wants to make you. He wants to hurt your feelings. So, either way, not an easy matchup, but edge to Brighton because they're at home. International break at Liverpool home Tottenham. I just don't think investing heavy in Brighton is going to feel very good once you hit the international break. But after that, it's at Brentford home Forest. Sure. I just, I'm saying like next week you want as you'd want three or four or five, if you could do it at Bournemouth. Fantastic. Crystal palace. Good, good again, like according to the matchup rater, but not good in real life. If only there was a way for me to tell you what the last uh, several years' worth of results of the uh, of that derby have been. I just wonder, like, if you're going to invest in one person, I think maybe Mc- I think McAllister would be the choice because you wouldn't feel as bad benching him for the money. Okay, you have. I mean, he's only a little bit cheaper. Like he's a little cheaper than Pascal Gross is. You just wouldn't feel as bad benching okay. 5.5 or 5.6 or whatever he is, especially if you have, like, say, Andreas Pereira. If you have Andreas Pereira in your team... Um, you can get to McAllister. Well, the week that, like, for example, after the break, Newcastle, uh, um, full and play Newcastle, Not where great. Alexis McAllister and Brighton play at Liverpool. So probably prefer... Pereira, even if I mean, it's not easy against Newcastle, just but you'd feel probably better playing Pereira yeah. against Newcastle than you would McAllister against Liverpool. I think. Anyway, that's that's the way yeah. I would. No, I get it. I just think at some point that that Brighton bubble is going to burst. So they'll, they'll be good for another six weeks, and then it'll burst, and oh, you're they'll come so back down to the earth. On Graham Potter, why do you hate well, Graham Potter? I, mean, I, don't, I don't Brighton hate. Does, it's just, it's Brighton, just a lot of averages. Brighton's just a slightly better Southampton, and Southampton does the same thing, uh, and so I get it. But Graham, po- Graham Potter does have Brighton improving every season he's there. I agree. I, and that's fair. And by the way, they're scoring a ton of goals. This is not trash birds Brighton by any means. They're still I was going to say, that's that's been the biggest the biggest thing for them. I think last season, like uh, by goals, I mean, la- last season they had scored, you know, they had. Sc- I think they scored, a, uh, I have this stat on here. I knew this. They scored 42 goals all last season. 42 total. They've scored 11 through six games this season, which is the fifth most of any team in the league. So they've scored 26% of their league total through six games this season. Like, Scott is right. We've already talked about how terrible Wolves is, but they did get the result against the aforementioned Southampton in part because Shea Adams had a goal ruled out for a hilarious handball. Going for the header, misses his head, misses his shoulder, hits his upper arm, and goes into the net. It reminded me of this one time where I was playing recreational soccer, and I was standing essentially wide open in front of the goal, but I was standing like sideways to the goal, and the cross was coming in, and I went to kick it with my right foot, but my right foot missed it, and the ball hit my left knee, but when it hit my left knee, it deflected into my right foot and then bounced it into the goal. It was the most unbelievable, unintentional goal I've ever scored, but mine went in. And that's why at the start of this podcast, I said that I'm a better footballer than Shea Adams is. Wow. 
for that very reason wow. right there. And that's all wow. I have to say about this match. Good job not handballing. Um, I What I was going to say, um, I wanted to make a uh, if a tree falls in a forest joke about okay. wolves and Go ahead. Southampton, but it ended up getting too complicated. Okay. So it's not worth it. Okay, I understand. I understand. Almost um, like it's not worth it to talk about Nottingham Forest. Oh, I can, can I can I give you not can, talking about it. Can we go back one second? Let me give you the definitive statistics. Let me finish the Brighton and Crystal Palace. This is the okay. true derby. Oh my goodness! I'm going to give you the last six this results. Be worth it. The last six results for Brighton and Crystal Palace. Last okay. six in all competitions. All right. Ready? One one, one one. 2-1 Palace, 1-1, 1-0 Palace, 1-1. Oh that has been gosh. the last six matches between Crystal Palace and Brighton and Hove Albion. Both so on the home, NBC Predictor app, Scott. Home and away. I'm predicting 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. If yeah. you would like a prediction for that match, 1-1. One, one, McAllister and, and Zaha. Both McAllister, penalty goal, I'll Zaha, take it. counter-attack. Considering they're both in my smacker. lineup now, I will take it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, I don't think there's much else to cover. We've covered everything, although Brian probably has one or two more things. <laughs> I want to say this. Yeah. We have not mentioned this player on the podcast, and I think it's uh, it's worth a looking at if this is going to be fun, Chester Let's United. Let's look then, Dave. Diego Dallo. Okay. Dallo was I think Dallo is worth a look as a defender, as a 4-5. He is not coming out of that lineup. Dallo is down playing to, Dallo, unbelievable. Dallo was down to 4-4. Four, four. He came back up well, he here in the last couple then. weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, he again. If you're looking for, for to add someone who's got a low ownership percentage, and that percentage is six point seven percent, who's cheap? Diogo Dello, Texaria. How does Brendan Rodgers still have a job while we're sitting it here? It can't be long. It can't be long. Hey, too bad Pats and Daka can't get consistent minutes. Yeah, and I just want to. I that, just want to say that's that. our Lester quota. I wish Madison. Uh, Madison probably wonders how he got away with the tackle that he. Madison's probably wondering why he's still on Lester. Probably wish they have too much talent to get relegated. Spurs though. and Arsenal would have splashed. They're not more, getting relegated, splashed, but they're not going to be good, and that makes me happy. Hey, uh, social check, media is going to be good this I was week. Say, check check us it out. Socials. Mojo We're table cover captains in the Mojo table. Yep, yep, as well as our league results for game week six. So yes. Definitely check us out on social media. I love that. Well done. You can't make Brian, Brian's last. Name. It's just that you can't make transfers until the Champions League is done, until people get into practice, and still you start seeing stuff. I know it's not going to stop anyone from making a ton of transfers, but there's a lot of football to be played tomorrow. As we're like, by the time you hear this, who knows will have who will have been injured? Not to mention training ground stuff. There's a lot that happens between now and Saturday. I can't wait for Rashford to get hurt in Europa. It's un- I, I, and, I, and I've already brought him in. I can't wait oh for that. Goodness. Well, I'm I, on a wild card, so you're fine. I know you're, you're fine. fine. You're but, fine. But it is interesting because there is you know match day one for the Champions League and Europa League is this week, midweek. Next midweek it's match day two. The compacted schedule is impacting Champions League as well, which carries over into Premier League. You know, Holland's hammy is dead. It's gone. It's it's going soon. <laughs> okay. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.